0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar C Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 473, and today we'll be talking about Cake the Cat from Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So we finally, we finally got them both into the land of Ooh. <laughs> I mean, it only took two and a half
1: episodes, but we got there. I, <laughs> it's fun to have the freedom, I guess. There's, you know, ten full episodes. The, the series is pitched as, oh, it's an adventure across the multiverse with Fiona and Cake and Simon, but it, it does take a bit of effort to get us there. So we're only in episode three where Cake kind of comes into her own and learns about the world of magic, and Fiona still has a, a, a whole other episode to do that in, and then maybe we can start our multiverse adventure in in episode five. Does Fiona
0: really need much time to get her bearings? She's got that big, thin energy going on, where she just finds herself in this strange world, and she's like, huh, neat. Yes. (laughs) Cake was far more distraught.
1: No, uh, Fiona's quite capable. I I think my favorite small moment this episode was her just kicking in the ice cream vendor-slash- you know, ice princess, <laughs> uh, you know, very quickly. And it's just over with very little regret, right? Hops out of the <laughs> ice cream wagon and just boom, kick to the, you know, guts. And that, that energy keeps going. And then she kicks the ice queen and it's like, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oops, I was acting on instinct. Uh, we we see where it gets both of these when they act on instinct. Uh, Cake thinks she's like, oh man, me and these,
1: Townspeople are fast friends, and meanwhile, she's causing all sorts of mayhem. <laughs> yeah, she's so quick to... I mean, I would say she's also quick to violence, but a lot of the violence is accidental in this case. <laughs> she's just, you know, singing and dancing around. I... Oh my goodness. I love her squirrel friend. I don't know if they've ever used this voice actor in Adventure Time before. I, and I, the squirrel has such a recognizable design, but I think this is a new character. He's hes hilarious.
0: He's a he's a dumb squirrel, so as a fan of Penguins of Madagascar, I choose to call him Fred.
1: <laughs> it's a good name. I should see check the credits to see if there's an actual name given to the squirrel. But, uh, I don't see one. Uh, yeah, he's just named Squirrel in the credits. <laughs> Sad,
0: but what can you do? Uh, speaking of Fred... I liked that the owl just had the shirt that said owl and then, you know, she slashes
1: off the L and he's just... like, ow, because <laughs> that's what his shirt now says. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The the animals from the tree were, I mean, honestly, a perfect Adventure Time creation. Like uh... <laughs> <laughs> just with the added, uh, you know, new wincing that I have as cake, you know, is slashing all these guys. And now we have to see them bleed just a little. Yeah, she does a lot more damage than Mimo ever managed. True. Uh, I Yeah, I think the same guy that vo- voices M- uh, Mart. Mar- why am I forgetting Finn's dad's name? Is it Martin? No, his last name's Merton.
0: Well, didn't we see his mother just for a moment there? Very we, concerned we about Keith right before she goes over the wall.
1: Yeah, well, now she has, you know, a bunch of... Well, where did we leave? This is where late adventure time <laughs> leaves me, narratively. I can't remember if there's multiple copies of her everywhere walking around because she's uploaded to an AI, but then she also has Mm. puppet people. I think I don't remember how the islands miniseries went, but anyway, yeah. So she, this is to be expected. So if you didn't remember that, she's kind of like a healer who has a bunch of dolls or clones or something walking about. Yeah. That's, that's why.
0: Now I I have a, I have a question for you. Uh, We, we see, um, she didn't say her name in this episode, but we see the, the little girl. Oh, yeah. What was her name, Bridget? Um, That sounds familiar. She asks Simon for her book back, and he does not give it to her, but she ends up with it back. I don't know if he eventually relents or what, but... Mm,
1: yeah, is that just we didn't <laughs> have time for the scene? But yeah, she is reading it on her little uh <laughs> put-together sort of rocket... Oh what it, it technically is a tricycle it has three wheels and a little cake uh, flag on an antenna but yeah i don't know how she managed to get that book back is it it is the same book did did fiona pick it up as she ran away from simon uh, no, no she's just sitting there reading it
0: maybe, maybe he gave it back to her and she was just there waiting for him to open up in the morning again like uh,
1: like she usually did Right, that could have been a background detail to say, okay, Simon took one second to pause, but I don't really believe Simon would, right? He's so focused on getting to see Betty again, (laughs) you know, with Choose Goose's barely alive body.
0: Well, if it's enough to shut her up, you know, maybe maybe seeing Cake really had her step up her annoy uh, Simon until he gives me my book back (laughs) game.
1: That's sweet, though.
0: Also, I mean, he lost that guy's uh talking collar, so he can't he can't lose her book too, right, or oh. maybe he took the trash out
1: and she fished it out., well, I would like yeah, that's what I would think is she's just waiting directly outside this wall, and eventually she can get it. I'm looking at her <laughs> tricycle more now too, and I'm realizing the front of her ship is meant to represent Fiona, and it's just sweet, but it's also scary. <laughs> like. The little crudely drawn smile. Well, you gotta realize she doesn't know Fiona's real, so... Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, 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 she's just a fan. It just has a... There's. It, it's kind of like Thomas the Tank Engine Um, can be scary, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a face stretched out on front of a vehicle. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, there's technically not a lot that happens. Like, Cake meets the squirrel, gets her stretchy powers... No,
0: she doesn't get her stretchy powers until the next episode. Right, technically, yeah. I thought that the crazy combination of fruits was going to be how she gets her powers, but it is not. That's
1: right. Yes, I, f- I forgot. I guess I won't say it yet for those who like are watching this sequentially. But yes, yeah, she technically gets her powers next episode. She just explores what it would be like to have them here. Yep,
0: uh, she she gets the she gets the big butt cheeks from her uh, <laughs> one song, I believe that was Bad Little uh, Little when Marshall Lee was performing "Bad Little Boy." Yes, yeah, but uh, yep. So a nice reference there. <laughs> that <laughs> Two hot caught. tomatoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now the incident with uh, Hot Dog Night number seven, <laughs> I believe it was. That was that was one of the things that maybe I had to look forward a little bit, so uh, we do get our answers. Um, we do get our answers, uh, but that is excellent foreshadowing, I think, because it definitely stands out as something is amiss here. But we quickly move on to uh oh, we have other things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to get to the rest of the actual plot of this miniseries because it's. Well, it's just more time. So I I don't know the previous time we've spent on the multiverse concepts too, only gave us I, I feel like Adventure Time even it it wasn't holding back before ever creatively, <laughs> but it didn't it, it came out before the era of an absolute wave of multiverse content in every conceivable place in 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 a, you know American media, but uh now like it's still I, I don't know I I like all these weird things (laughs) that are occurring in these different places and well yeah there's so much to say in the next episode too i'm like terms like crossover and whatever about to be whipped out but i mean Ooh is such a
0: crazy amazing place and i think Ooh is even only just that one planet then there are all sorts of other crazy things happening on all of the other planets out there and then you find out in the next episode it's part of this big crazy multiverse well i mean i guess We've seen the other multiverses, but we get an explanation for them, I should say.
1: Yes, like, there's even the same diagrams been there before, and they really used the multiverse cleverly before in Adventure Time, too, in in ways that felt, you know, very specific to the plot, right? Like, the first time we go to the farm world, we use it to basically understand some effects of the Mushroom War indirectly, in, like, the most creative way possible. And that happens again later with the Enchiridion, too, but yeah, this is... Uh, the the fact that Fiona and Kate come back... Oh my gosh, now I just... Ah. Episode 4 is so interesting from the lore perspective, and this one is just pure fun. But uh, we'll get there. We will get to Episode 4. I so desperately want to talk about the space laser <laughs> that we see in late Adventure Time.
0: Speaking of fun things, though, uh, I cannot believe I have gone this long without talking about Marshall Lee and... Uh...
1: Whatever, the, whatever Prince Bubblegum's real name is. Lumpy
0: Space Prince. <laughs> oh. I forgot whatever Lumpy Space... Ellis. Ellis. L-S- is L-S-P. Ellis Just Marshall and Ellis sitting there on the fountain
1: drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a pairing that would happen <laughs> in, in our version of Ooh either. I, I just don't see Marceline hanging out with LSP. Except maybe in the context of drinking, I guess. I guess that's the yeah, one I was gonna say, place that makes sense. It's it's nice
0: to see uh, different people be, uh, be friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they both pass out. I love Ellis oh, I gotta listen to your gut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Marshall is a, a real bum in this one. Or like, because he's rejecting his mom's whatever. We don't know what. She does exactly right now, except we know she's a little connected in the city. But yeah, it's not really the same setup with Marceline.
0: Wouldn't surprise me if she ran a funeral home.
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) well, that would be funny. It's actually more on the nose. So to vampirism. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Oh, she's a politician.
1: (laughs) Actually, that would be more on the nose. But no, you know, similar to Hunts and Abandeer in that it has to be at the top of something. Right. But yeah, it is fun to see all the parallels in this city. And then also the things that aren't quite parallel, but yeah. LSP is extremely just LSP, (laughs) which I love.
0: (laughs) It's a character that works wherever you decide to place her. (laughs) But I I love that, you know, after the whole, Oh, you got to trust your gut. And she goes off and trusts her gut. She's putting up the pictures and you think, Oh, she's putting up pictures of cake. And then you, Have you seen this portal? And it's like, oh, our poor girl has lost it.
1: (laughs) I mean, we have we I guess we've seen her sleep in the end credits so far. So she is uh, sleeping every now and then. But yeah, I don't know. Those might all be those might
0: all be from the past. I I don't know if she slept at all since uh, since kicking the ice queen in the gut.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, poor thing, too. Like, it's so sweet that cake means so much and and she's you know searching so hard for her
0: cats are amazing
1: (laughs) yeah it is really funny how quickly she reacts to oh i'm in a shocking sci-fi futuristic world and okay yep let's just keep finding cake i guess she already accepts though that there was a portal cake went through so
0: yeah she's like it's like well i'm looking for a portal and she's like wow there was a portal and it's like Wow, this world is exactly the kind of world I've always dreamed of living in. Don't need to question it.
1: <laughs> I don't remember if this line comes up yet. Maybe it'll be later. She she's really living her fantasy. At least once in this in this show, she says, This is like my number one fantasy. So <laughs> But uh there there's a few experiences she gets to have like that, which is fun.
0: Well, when her biggest fan says, oh, welcome to Ooh," I think you're going to like it here. And she's just looking at the crazy fantasy
1: realm. It's like, oh, yeah, I think I will, too. <laughs> and of course, just like Finn, the first major thing she does is just beat up a bunch of people. <laughs> you know. And again,
0: just big Finn energy. It's like, I'm going to try to smash uh, you out of here with this person I just picked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fiona, for crying out loud, just pull the pin. Uh, oh right! My, my other favorite thing too is like just seeing. I'm, I'm like looking at her victory pose right now with her foot on top of a tennis ball. I just, I, I, I love this show because you're looking at who she beat up. You know, we got a banana guard. We got maybe a little goblin. Then there's just a living tree. There's also just a green guy with a beard and a pointy hat. Who knows what species he is? And a, and a tennis ball. He sent
0: somebody off for the market bazooka. So I'm <laughs> glad that person didn't get back.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. Thank goodness. That could have turned ugly real quick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just like Finn, Fiona is overcompetent when... Well, at least Finn, he's been an adventurer. He should be good at fighting. Fiona, what is her background? I mean, she's held a lot of jobs, but did she ever work at a, in a martial arts studio? <laughs> As the main
0: character of her universe, I think she probably held on better than the others, to her memories of her past. Like, the the others all remember it. They dream about their past selves, but she's the only one it gets to. So I think she has a closer connection to her history as a butt-kicking adventurer than all of the others do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd accept that. She literally is that other person. Yeah, it's weird they have those dreams. I I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. We, we do know that it is it, the Fiona and Cake World that Ice King experienced in dreams or whatever, you know, it was their world. But whenever their world transformed along with Simon in Golb, you know, I, I mean, it was like such a complete transformation that, you know, it's surprising they even have dreams or whatever. Like the dreams should be the extent, but I guess dreams are knowledge and fighting is knowledge. So as long as she's not weak, <laughs> but she seems to be very strong, too. I don't know in her busy life where she fits in all of the. Muscle training required to be this acrobatic and whatever. But then again, I guess the people she beats <laughs> up. I don't, I don't know. A living tree would be potentially pretty it's heavy. It's like
0: fighting and a he's got kindergarten
1: class, really. Well, the banana guards, yes. A, a living tennis ball, yes. Um, the tree has pretty big biceps, I'd say. I, I don't know. And she fought off a lot of other people, too. Although, then again, I'm looking at a twig, an angry twig holding twigs. Hilarious. That that's pretty easy to knock down I guess that's a little more like a kindergartner man this is an amazing still shot the twig with twigs as a weapon oh my god but uh, we, we did at the very beginning
0: of this episode get another clip of Finn and Jake back when they were still together back before death had separated them and I just want to point out that Prismo uh, he's got his five o'clock shadow and he's uh, he's watching the good old he's watching the glory days you know And uh, he ignores something on his little remote control there. And uh, I guess we'll talk about in the next episode what that was and what it meant. Because boy, did it mean something.
1: Yes. Well, okay. Also, I think it's not the past he's viewing. I think the multi... Well, okay. It's actually going to be pretty confusing in the next few episodes as to how the timelines work. But my interpretation previously was the multiverses are kind of following what Rick and Morty's Dimension hopping logic was for a long time, which is everything happens during the same time period. So as you travel between things or look at things, it's always the present uh, no time travel business. So I think this is a weird alternate world because I mean, Prismo is able to view across the multiverse. So, Mm. you know, in this world, Finn has the tattoo still, but I think in this world, maybe he just got the tattoo because he likes Jake. Whereas, I mean, it's never explicit, so maybe this could have been the case. But I would have thought he'd gotten that tattoo only after Jake had died. I mean, they were super close buds, but it just doesn't feel like the type of thing. Plus, this one even already has flowers around it. You know, the flowers feel very death-related normally. Eh, Good catch. Then again, Jake is freakishly young in this one. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you'd think he would look older at this point, but I don't think we've ever seen an old version of these magic dogs. So I don't know. I mean, Joshua and Margaret didn't look old. They didn't have the alien influence though.
0: But yeah, the uh the the beeping he ignores will uh will come up in the next episode.
1: Yeah. I yeah, minor regret. We we barely I, hear Prisma's voice in this one, but I don't think it's actually the same voice actor for Prisma, which, you know, the the new person does a pretty good job of replicating that guy, but um which his name's not coming to my mind, but was in Silicon Valley and in in some other shows, but I I always loved Prismo. Like Prismo is very tied to his voice actor in my mind because he's supposed to be this chill dude. But uh, anyway, oh well, time uh, time marches on <laughs> for everyone, but Prismo maybe I don't know. Time time seems to be wearing on him. <laughs> that it's facial complicated. hair. Uh, facial hair tells such a quick story in cartoons, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Cake the Cat. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13.
1: And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody.
0: Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.